So the secret of success is all God. Everything comes back from God. Our job is to do what's accepted, follow a business plan, a work ethic. And then on the other side of the coin is pray and give charity. So that's the ingredients that get it all working. Like, you know, talk about Shark Tank or taking a, you know, a shark as a partner. I chose God as my partner. And I said, you know, and, you know, as I train people, I said, start giving charity in your first check. Don't say, when I make money, I'll give money. When you're struggling, you got your dollar, give 10 cents, give 20 cents. And say, God, the more money I make, you know, I'll pass it along. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss. It gives me great pleasure to be joined today by Iris Lodowitz. How you doing, Ira? Very good. How are you? Thanks so much for hosting. Mr. Zlatowicz, it's my pleasure. I mean, first of all, just a little background. Ira is one of the most preeminent names in the commercial real estate industry. I mean, leading now Eastern Union, which is one of the top mortgage brokerage companies in the country. I mean, if not the top, $5 billion in loans this year alone. I mean, it's just incredible. But beyond that, we want to talk and get to know Ira Who's Ira? Who's the man behind the, you know, the founder of this, you know, one of the top mortgage brokers, commercial real estate industry knows? Let's just jump into it. I want to touch on something, just some news about your company and some of the progress that's been happening in the past few months with the onset of this pandemic and everything. But I want to get to that in a little bit. Maybe we just progressionally uh, to get to that. So how did you start? Now, now if people don't know who Ira Zlotowicz is, I mean, in the Jewish world, Zlotowicz is a household name. At least now it is because your father, of blessed memory, started one of the largest English publishing house for Jewish books. So how did Ira Zlotowicz come to the commercial real estate industry from there? I appreciate that. It's really not from there. It's that I always had an uh, interest in business. And I actually, interestingly enough, those who know me when I was in high school, I wrote a business plan. Then it was very far in these ideas because there wasn't a thing called Uber and all these different things, but I was always into logistics and I had this idea that the only three things that people drop off and pick up are dry cleaning, shoe repair, and then there was film developing that doesn't exist anymore. And my idea was to open up a Clisham, Cleaners, Shoes, and Film. The acronym was Clisham. And I wrote a business plan, one central location. You could drop it off, deliver it to your office, pick it up from your car parking lot. Then I had a crazy idea. And I was thinking about starting it. And my father said, you know, I have a friend of mine who's in real estate. Why don't you go meet him? And I met him and I uh, took a job as a broker. And I liked real estate, but never knew. I, wasn't, I didn't wake up saying real estate was my, you know, my thing. And, you know, that was it. Stayed in the mortgage business ever since. And here I am today. Well, that's incredible. Something that you don't know is that I actually owe you a tremendous debt of gratitude because when I started in the real estate business or in the industry at all, this is about five, six years ago, I had a good friend, David Weinstein, who worked for Eastern Union at the time. And he was, I think he was under Sinclair Edwards team. He, was, he only worked for, for Eastern for about a year or two. Anyways, he gave me a book called The Eastern Way. 
written by Iris Lodowitz, which is basically, you know, like a, a glossary and fundamentals of commercial real estate. And all these concepts to me, what a mortgage was, what cap rates were, amortization, all these concepts were totally foreign to me. And I literally took that book and I read through it a bunch of times and it allowed me to within like a few weeks to have like, you know, real intellectual conversations with lenders. And I was getting on the phone with banks and with lenders and with people looking for mortgages and, and start doing deals just from literally from the little information I had from that book and from David himself. So you mentioned that, that that's the one connection as my father, bless the memory, was a publisher. I published my one book on real estate <laughs> and um, that was the book. And also since then, you know, that book anyone could download. It's on the Eastern Union app or the website toolkit.easternunion.com. You can download that. And I also redid a podcast where I did over all my real estate education training from the beginning. So we updated to the 2020 version. We plan on redoing the book this year. That's the plan. So, uh, Wow, that's awesome. And it's an incredible resource. So, so I highly recommend anyone. We'll put that in the show notes, the link there. So if anyone clicks the show notes, you can see the link to download that, that free ebook. Highly recommend it for anyone looking to just learn the basics, you know, of commercial real estate and want to get into the industry. And I personally, you know, give my, uh, my approbation to that. Not that you need mine, but it, it gave me tremendous um, insight. So leading a, you know, a team of mortgage brokers, and $5 billion in loans. Like, I don't know if people have an, an understanding of what that means. Like, that's not just a high number, but that's a huge volume of loans, right? You, you, ha you have to have a, lot, a big team and a lot of support system to be able to process all of those loans. What's the secret to the success? So the secret to success is all God. Everything comes back from God. You know, I was brought up, our job is to, do what's accepted, you know, follow a business plan, a work ethic, and, and follow that plan. And then on the other side of the coin is pray and give charity. So that's the ingredients that get it all working. Like, you know, talk about Shark Tank or taking, uh, you know, a shark as a partner. I chose God as my partner. And I said, you know, and, you know, that's I train people. I said, start giving charity in your first check. Don't say when I make money, I'll give money. When you're struggling, you got your dollar, give 10 cents, give 20 cents and say, God, the more money I make, you know, I'll pass it along. So I was very strong to always focus on, you know, the business process and brought up and I have a brother who's a CTO and, you know, all of us kids have a different talent that from my dad and you know, obviously my dad and my mom, from and my dad, I put it all together and built that company he built. And my philosophy is always about scalability. It's delegate and automate. No one should do something that someone making less than them could do. And no one should work and do something that could be automated. And people said, maybe I was ahead of the curve. I spent a lot of money on technology and systems. But I was always planning over all the years, knowing one day there will be a disruption in real estate. And I want to be poised for it. And we'll talk about it, this latest thing we did. But it was very easy to, to segue over. So from the get-go, we built a company. It's about 100 people. And we worked on about 5,000 deals a year. We underwrote. You know, this business, you win about one out of five, one out of four, 20 to 25%. Uh, the best people do one out of three. And so we ended up like tying up about 1,200 deals. He closed a little less than a thousand. That's typically would be the numbers have been. So it's not just that five billion. Some of my competition were number ten in the country last year based on dollar amount. Mm -hmm. you know, the youngest company to get into the top ten. But we look at most of my competitors. Their average loan could have been much larger. We're happy starting from the few hundred thousand dollar deals all the way up and closing deals at a hundred million. 
So we focus on the deal. We'll, we'll remember the roots. You know, like as you were saying before, you started recently and, you know, someone gives you a, a small deal for title or this, you took anything. Now do you set a minimum? We don't have a minimum. I made my business up. We're never going to forget the roots. Don't forget where we came from. When I was happy to get that first deal for 400000 I'll still take that today. I get someone to work on my team to make it happen. That's awesome. So don't forget about the roots and you don't forget about, you know, the original roots, which is, you know, like you said, your business partner, which is God, you know, a lot of people think one thing that, you know, I don't really have a lot of pet peeves, but if I did, one of those pet peeves would be when I see someone that says they're a self-made man, right? I did it all myself, right? And, you know, we say, but you know, that I did it, I did it all myself that, you know, no one else did it. And to me, that's just such a foreign concept because there's nothing we could do on our own. And I think you exemplify that. You're saying you're starting out, you're teaching people, you know, your loan brokers, and give back from the get-go. Don't wait until you're uh, making a lot of money to give because it's all about the mindset. And it's all about where you set your standards from the beginning. So let's talk about actually the transformation and the automation. You said delegation, automation. You guys have set the bar you guys have created this app, right? The Eastern Union app where a lot of it's, you know, automated and you're setting a standard with something new that just rolled out literally in the past few weeks, about a month ago or so. I don't know when this is going to air, but, you know, back in May of 2020, in the midst of this pandemic, you guys rolled out a brand new mortgage product that is going to take the industry by storm, I truly believe. So what is that? We rolled it out coincided with our 19th anniversary. So May 17th was our 19th anniversary. That's when we rolled it out. We made a decision to, we, I always felt that the pricing of how someone pays a mortgage broker, the pricing was out of whack. It didn't make a difference how hard the deal was, how easy the deal was. It was just purely based on one metric alone amount. That was a negotiated fee. And tracking this much data, to put into perspective, is about 50 to 70,000 deals done a year. So when we work on 5,000 loans, we work on a lot more deals that we don't even take on because we realize mm-hmm. we only get paid when we close. We have a pretty good handle on probably we touch 20, probably 15, 20% of all deals that happen a year in America, we touched. Yeah. We're noticing a trend that when it came to multifamily, more and more people start going direct. 60% are going direct. I'm losing that whole market share. We're seeing that the fees they beat up a broker are going less and less. And there wasn't enough transparency. And we made a decision during COVID together with Mark Trapp and Michael Mullet, two top brokers, and said, okay, Ira, I know you thought about this all the time. I think we think this is the right time to do it. And we made a decision to launch the multifamily group. That When someone's going to a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the two main lenders for multifamily with some CMBS Wall Street, and said, if someone's doing a refinance, it's pretty much, it's not the same work involved as a regular broker shopping the deal and whatnot. Let's go out there and only charge a quarter of a point. And everything else will be roughly the same. On the purchases, we'll charge a half. On a refi, I charge a quarter of a point. I have a small minimum just in case the deal is really very small. So just charge the normal 1%. But otherwise, go for a quarter of a point. And what this did for us, it allowed us, opened up a universe that is 60% available for us now that wasn't available to no brokers. Six zero. Six, Six zero. Because these are people who said, yeah, if you ask them, why do you use a broker? What do you mean? He could get me a better deal. But that better deal was used to be this much. Now it's this much. So I said, okay, but I'm going to charge you this much. So now it makes sense. So I have 60% I could work, plus you get a professional helping you out. The rest of the market that was using a broker, it's the same competition. If they decide to match, great. Some may leave the industry for multifamily and focus on different property types. So we made a decision with this idea to make this move. With it, we have a plan to really dominate the space. 
no mortgage broker controls more than 10 or 11% of the whole market share. In every industry, you have a leader, 70%, 90%, 80%, 60%. The number one broker is 10. I was barely 1%. 5 billion is a big number. But there's 700 billion. It's less than 1%. So I want to come to a situation where I get less fees on average, but why can I build up a sales staff to be able to go do 10% of the market, 20% of the market, 30%? So we made a decision to hire 200 brokers nationwide. We started with the first tranche of 75. We just ramped up in the last few weeks to 75 new brokers. Training them as regular brokers, top-tier brokers. The adjustment had to come from, banks love this idea, because they hate the fact that a broker would work hard to beat up the bank so that the broker could earn money and show value. Rather, don't beat them up. I'm beating them up less. Borrowers love it, especially in COVID time, they're saving money. This is the mistake people make. It's not about, oh, let me pay a cheaper broker. No. If you didn't think I could close, you're not using me. So it's first about certainty of execution. The same Eastern Union. It's not like, oh, these are an assembly line. No. The same way we did deals, Eastern did deals with Mark and Michael. They're going to run those deals. They're going to work them as the market builds up. We're going to bring in more staff. Whatever support staff is needed, we're going to bring them on board and build up the sales force. And the difference is, instead of paying 1%, you're paying a quarter of 1% and no back-end fees. That means we're not on top of that taking fees from the lender and saying to the lender, hey, I just brought you this deal. Give me some money on the back-end. Okay, you could charge a guy a little more, but give it to me. And no, it's a quarter point, full transparency. There is no back-end fees. And we're on a mission to hire 200 people. The changes, though, for a new broker coming in, there were brokers made millions. I'm telling a broker, that's what's changed. As the market, more people going direct anyway, more people are coming into this business, you're going to make less as a broker. You're not going to be able to make the same millions as a year as a broker, which anyway has been going down. So I'm hiring new people. I say, hey, if you're happening 150000 to 500000 you have a great job. I have a waiting list already within three weeks at 75 to stop. And we've been doing a summer internship to give back. That's, you know, one of the things we try to do is give back education. Like you had the book. To me, as you know, it's a very important thing to be able to go give back. You know, I maybe some say I miss my calling being a teacher, being a rabbi in, in a classroom. Let me become this rabbi in the classroom. This way, I teach mortgages. And if I'm going to teach the mortgages, let me teach real estate. So a lot of internships were canceled. We opened up an internship program. We started like four days ago. And uh, because it's most virtual and Zoom right. training. But we didn't realize how quick this was going to explode. As gone on here in four days, 275 people signed up. 275. Yeah, I, which, you asked me how I processed those loans. How am I going to deal with the number? Can a thousand people? So in the process, <laughs> but again, yes, before my brother Bruce's, his expertise is automation. And he has, knows all the off-the-shelf systems to automate processes that we could build things out of look. Be able to onboard already 275 people in the span of four days. That alone is a system. So, you know, delegate and automate. Well, uh, you know, I actually... I sent two of those 275 your way, so. Thank you. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's pretty incredible. Yeah, 1%, another 25, you owe me one more, you know? <laughs> oh, we'll get there. So this is amazing. I, I think it's something that every business can learn. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate, doesn't matter if you're in mortgages, doesn't matter if you're in anything. The entrepreneurial ship that you exemplify in that you can take a product and innovate within that product and do something that you know, the industry has been doing for decades and just completely make a, uh, I don't know what the word is, a disruption, if you will, to that standard. Yeah, so listen, I made a decision when I came into business, this is before Netflix, but you know, I was like wondering why did Palm, my dad used to point out, look at Palm Pilot. Palm Pilot was the, and then they let BlackBerry come in, then BlackBerry let Apple come in, why? And I said, I'm never going to be Netflix to Uberize that in my business. So... You know, someone said a great thing from Goldman Sachs that retail 
was like an old person with underlying conditions that had five to seven years to live. Along came COVID, it gave it three to six months. I feel about my business. Everyone around me is automatic. Every bank is streamlining the process. As time goes on, they're marginalizing the value of a broker. Like, how do we make money, you and your business? Mm -hmm. You get paid off the inefficiencies. There's inefficiencies around us. We figure out how to streamline them a little bit. We get paid for those services. But as things around us become less and less inefficient, we start running into a problem. So I realized the market, we have three years left before multifamily. It goes like one to four family homes. Quicken Loans just went to an IPO. I'm thinking, you think he doesn't plan on doing apartment buildings also? You know, I want to be there in that next you know, the next curve is going to be. So yeah, did I maybe take lose income for the next few years? That was the mistake why Blockbuster went out of business. They never thought when Netflix was going, they should have lowered their fees day one. Netflix wouldn't have taken off. I said, I don't want that to happen to me. And for me, I said, I got to change this. And I said, if I have an opportunity now, let me disrupt in this segment of the business and keep my commercial business exactly the same. Incredible. Beautiful. And, you know, like I said, just going back to the fact that you put your trust in, you know, in a higher power. And so it's not just about you know, my own intellect and my own abilities. There's, there's a real you know, sense of uh, satisfaction in that you know that you're doing the right decision. You're making those right decisions because you have that partner right, who, who's backing you. Uh, you know, if, you had, if you had a partner with uh, such big pockets, you, you'd be much more us. Uh, um, he, he has unlimited pockets. Exactly. <laughs> That's incredible. So I want to jump right now. I know we're running out of time. I want to, this has been incredible and get to know you a little bit better and the company as a whole, but let's get into the final four. Hey, before we get to the final four, I just want to tell you about streamlined podcasts. Okay. I could not have a podcast if I didn't work with streamlined podcasts. As simple as that. These guys are my go-to. They do all the editing of these audio pieces that you guys are hearing and I really couldn't do anything with that. I literally tried to start a podcast for about a year and it was just daunting to me to spend time writing show notes, to do the audio recording, editing, taking out the ums, the ahs, the spaces, everything. These guys make it sound so crisp, so clear at such an affordable rate. And for my listeners and my listeners only, you're gonna be thrilled. If you're ever thinking of starting a podcast or you have a podcast, check them out at streamlinepodcasts.com. Set up a time to speak with them and use promo code WEISS, W-E-I-S-S, and you can get 20% off your first month if you do end up signing up with them. I guarantee you it's gonna be worth your while. We usually ask the first question is, what's the worst job that you ever had? But it sounds like you went straight into mortgages, but we're going to ask anyways. So the worst job I ever had um, is that actually I was always entrepreneurial. When I was a, in elementary school, I went to a, you know, a bungalow colony in the summer. And people had a, um, you know, the bungalows. And then usually down the hill was the dumpster for the garbage and the truck used to come out. I opened up a business literally going from bungalow to bungalow, picking up the garbage, bringing it down to the dumpsters. The first physical labor job that I did, and I made money. No one argued the price because they didn't pay any price not to do it. And then, you know, made sure to uh, run that. And over the course of time, I even got people to assist to grow it to a little bit of a uh, business. That was like one half the summer I did that role. You know, that was the, but uh, it's a humbling experience, let me tell you. <laughs> I took a lot of garbage, so I was prepared for the business I'm in today, you know? I took uh, virtual garbage. You have to deal with a lot of garbage. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so second question is, what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? So, 
I read a book recently, which I think was a big game changer for me. It's called Think Like Amazon. And it basically breaks down someone, the person who started for Amazon, they're, you know, third-party sellers, that whole business, which you know is the core business today. That person wrote out in like 50 principles, basically. Mm-hmm. And he broke down everything. And I was able to read that. And basically, when I was reading it, I felt like it was like a godsend. Every mistake that I made, it explained why. And everything that worked out explained why. It's like, I was, you know, and I took a lot of, when I did this final pivot, the last few moves we did building up to the quarter point, and I did this last pivot, things are being set up really crystallized. That crystallized me so many different things about what I did and why. And it was a big change for me. Oh, incredible. Okay. So think like Amazon. We'll put that in the show notes also. What's a skill or talent, something you'd like to learn? I would love to learn other languages. I feel like, you know, especially today, we're living in a global economy. I'd love to be in a situation where, you know, I could come and talk to people. And people say, you don't really need that anymore. In theory, I could have this interview with you and it could be Google Translate while we're talking, but it's <laughs> nothing like being able to, uh, post-COVID, to go back out to really uh, build up the world again that way. Communicate. Yeah, definitely. The uh, final question I have for you, Ira, is what does success mean to you? Success means being able to make a difference and give back. So the driving force, that's why it's very easy. Like people ask when I'm training people, I'm not focusing on how much they're making compared to the company and each person, how can I help them? So that becomes the driver. So like a lot of people, if you do research on Eastern, you'd find out that we used to have a very high turnover rate. And the reason is because if someone calls us, Ira, give this guy a shot, give her a shot. She doesn't know anything straight out of school. Can you teach her? She has no resume. And I felt there was some talent. I want to give that person a shot. And so it was great when like, I opened up an office once in Israel and I got these letters. Thank you so much. You're giving, teaching people how to make a job. But when it, whoever didn't work out for, I got letters of like cursing out. Like, uh, <laughs> why did you do this? Why did you this? didn't have a living. So I learned just to really just manage expectations better. But that's really the difference. On the flip side, I meet someone like yourself who could tell me, you're on a podcast. I had no idea the story about you read the book. And you're saying is that one of the first few things you read. So I look back, that's really how many people in life, when I look back, could I make the difference by their life and relevant with the artists? The one thing I try to instill with people, and if you have an extra minute, I'd love to tell an Absolutely. amazing story. Yes. To tell people about charity is that, you know, I tell everyone it works for me. You want to be successful, make a deal with God. And don't just take 20%. At a certain point, make, make it a 50-50 deal with God. You don't think you're making a million dollars next year, right? Make a deal with God. Make God a deal. If you make a million, you go 50-50 with him. You never know. But <laughs> I'll tell you the story I tell people about when it comes to charity and asking. So there's this kid outside a candy store. And he's staring inside, and the owner of the store sees him. He, tells, he comes outside to the store, he gives the kid a candy. The kid says, no, thank you. The owner goes back in. The kid's staying, staring at the candy in the window. So he comes back out to the store. And maybe they don't want one candy. He gives him a handful of candy. He says, no. He tells the kid, okay. He's getting frustrated. Come inside. Pick any candy you want, as much as you want. And the kid's like not really looking. He doesn't really want to do anything. So the owner goes, okay. Hold your hands together. I'm going to give you the candy. And the owner takes his own hands, put it into the candy dish, puts it on top of his kid's head, walking out, the kid's smiling. So the store owner says, you got to explain it to me. What had just happened? He says, very simple. Look at my hands. Look at your hands. My hands are so small. How much could I have taken? Look how much you're able to give me. Three times a day, we say Asher in the Psalms. And we turn, we turn to God, open up your hands. Give us from your. And if you turn it off to God and say, God, my father said, talk to God in English. He understands every language. And turn to God and say, God, I'm giving to Dr. I'm giving charity. I'm helping people. Do me a favor. Pay me back. And many times, God, don't pay me back. This guy was happy with one candy. I gave him what he needed. Whatever he needed, I gave him. But God, do me a favor. Pay me back. 
not what my hands can hold. Let it rain. And that's it from there. So that's the knowing that he's the partner with unlimited money, unlimited printing press, you know? <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. That's, that's, that's an awesome story. Incredible story. Great way to end this off. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I appreciate, you know, your time, taking time out to spend with us and share some of these incredible insights about your business. How can people find you? How can people get in touch with you? Full transparency. IRZ at easternunion.com and my cell number is 917-597-2197. That is my number. It's not a Google number, preferably WhatsApp. I try to go to sleep every night by responding to every open WhatsApp, every email, even LinkedIn now, and every uh, <laughs> Slack becoming. You know, I can't tell you over the next two months, July and August, if a thousand people drive me crazy. I might be a little bit falling behind, but that's what I focus. Remember, delegate and automate. So uh, that's what it is. So I thank you very much. Beautiful. And I really appreciate the opportunity to further my thing, be able to give back if this was a value to people. And I thank you very much. You're welcome. It's been our pleasure. This has truly been valuable. And I'm sure a lot of people got tremendous amount from this in, in so many different ways. So thank you. And I uh, appreciate you coming on. And to our audience, to our listeners, thank you again for listening in. I appreciate you. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I wanna hear from you guys. So I wanna hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.